This episode of the Calling It Now broadcast is brought to you by the NFL Hall of Fame game. The NFL Hall of Fame game. As one philosopher once said, gold jackets, green jackets, who gives a shit? The NFL Hall of Fame game. It's in the game. Now, play that intro song. Calling it now with Frank Calhoun. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Calling It Now podcast with Frank Calhoun. I am your host, Frank Calhoun. You can follow me on Twitter at the Frank Calhoun. How is everyone doing? I am doing pretty all right. I'm back from vacation. I'm a little bit under the weather, but that's all right, because you know what? Football is on its way back. It's on its way back. Everybody was saying that football is back. It's not completely back yet. We've got some pretty cool highlights from training camps going on. We've got injury updates, a lot of people getting injured. We've got the Ryan Tannehill saga going on, a lot of things with the Ravens. Um, But yeah, we're kind of getting back. We're on our way, but the Hall of Fame game. Did anyone watch the Hall of Fame game last night? I watched about three minutes of it, and the Hall of Fame game is one of my least favorite things in the fantasy football kind of workup to the league. I Everyone gets so excited about it. It's really such a tease every year. There are no fantasy-relevant players at all in it, and it reminds me a lot of mock drafting. That's that's exactly what this it's like doing a mock draft for fantasy football and that leads me to my first segment of the day. This is quite frankly. Frankly my dear, I don't give a damn. Quite frankly, mock drafting is pointless. Now, I know what a lot of you are thinking. A lot of you are thinking, Frank, if I can't mock draft, how am I supposed to prepare for my upcoming drafts this season? And you know what? That is a great question because I fell into this trap myself for many, many years. But the thing is, is mock drafting is dumb because there are no stakes. You're doing it with random people and someone's going to leave in the middle People are picking stupid players. If someone picks somebody in the second round that doesn't really go in the second round, like I've done a mock draft where someone picked Cam Newton in the second round and Jonathan Stewart in the second round. They just went all Panthers. And it's like, why am I even doing this? Mock drafting is like playing Madden on rookie. It's like figuring out how to run a marathon with no distance. You're running 100-yard sprints. Technically, you're still in the realm of what fantasy football is, but to do it well, to really be a good fantasy football drafter, you have to do it correctly, and you need some resistance, which is why I have completely switched up my strategy this year and last season, where I don't mock draft anymore. What I do is I do low-stakes best ball drafts. That's right. I do MFL 10s at myfantasyleague.com. And I'm not sponsored by them at all. There is no sponsorship happening between me and them or anything like that. But I just like these so much. And the thing is, is you're going to do drafts with people on here 
that are experts. I'm in drafts with Evan Silva, uh, Josh Norris, who's on NBC uh, Sports, talking fantasy football. I'm on one with Al Smizzle right now, who is on the Fantasy Focus podcast, and he's on ESPN. He's their daily fantasy sports expert. You get to do drafts with all these people, and there are real stakes in them. They are a great way to get some resistance for yourself. And that's the thing, is you need some resistance. Yes, they are $10 at the lowest stake, and if you go on and you want to get higher stakes, they're $25, $50, But the thing is, is all the emphasis is on the draft. Because once you do a best ball draft, you don't have to set your lineup every week. It automatically starts your ultimate lineup. So it really is all the emphasis on the draft, and it's going to help you so much more. If you're training for a marathon, you have to run that 20-miler at some point before you actually go out and do the real race. If you want to play Madden, you don't play on rookie. You What you do is you go on all Madden. You put that thing on all Madden before you go and play your best friend. That's what you have to do. You have to stop mock drafting. Mock drafting is pointless. I mean, you can do it. But man, wouldn't it be much better to actually have some stakes? And at the end of the year, what is it? It's 10 bucks. Say you only do five of these things. That's 50 bucks. You're playing for high stakes in hopefully some of your other leagues. And you know what? You have a chance to win your money back plus some. And it's going to help you. It's going to help you. I'm telling you, this will help you so much more. If you don't believe me, fine. Stick to mock drafts. Do your do your mock drafts with the random people on Yahoo or ESPN or whatever format you're using to do these these silly little mock drafts where no draft ends up exactly what your league's going to look like. And they're at some weird settings also. Go ahead and do those. That's fine. Because you know what? I hope I'm in a league with you if that's how you prepare. Because this is how I do it. And this is how I think most of the best people do it. And if you don't agree with me, well. Frankly, my hair, I don't give a damn. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. I am your host, Frank Calhoun, and I am sitting here with the interview portion of the podcast. Today, my guest is a man by the name of Peter Kovachev, who is the commissioner of my home league. We've been playing fantasy football together for 10 years, is it? About 10 years, Pete? Something like that? I don't know. I don't know. You lose track after a while. It's been way too long. We know each other's moves. It's like playing chess with the same person every single single day. It's kind of like the our league's been broken into two different timelines. There's like the dark ages where right. we were trying to scribble on napkins at Beefo Brady's what our scores were. Yep, and I remember that. And then there's like the college, like senior year to college years, which are kind of like when things really started getting serious, super serious. Started putting some money in, some incentives. Uh, Commission the North is, you've been going by that name for a long time, even before Game of Thrones. Which yeah, is crazy. you know, it was kind of weird. I think Game of Thrones actually stole that scene from something similar that happened uh, at one of our apartments. You know, I I got our last commissioner. I, who was the last commissioner? 
It was absentee commissioner. It was our buddy so, Zat. Zat was a commissioner. I was commissioner before Zat, actually. Uh-huh. But I was a corrupt. I was like Palpatine commissioner. Yeah. I was vetoing trades. I was very corrupt. I needed to be assassinated, and it happened. We were ousted. Totally Emperor Palpatine, <laughs> Sith Lord in command, which was, you know, that has to come to an end eventually. It was. It if was, history tells us anything. Honestly, I. I deserve to be uh, ousted as commissioner. It was it was the right move by everyone within the league, I have to say. Yeah, well, I'm glad you can say that. I think you were pretty good. I think when we ousted you, you were pretty okay with it, too. You were kind of just like, yeah, I should be ousted. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Commissioner, I mean, you've been doing it for, like, what, four or five years now? And it's a lot of responsibility to commission a league in a good way. And you're a great commissioner, and that's why I wanted to have you on so you could talk about that a little bit. Well, thank you. I mean, that does mean a lot. It feels like way more than four or five years. It feels like forever. <laughs> it is the least thankful job. You won't you won't get thanked for anything as a commissioner. Yeah, never, ever. You'll really just get blamed for anything and everything that goes wrong. And you got to – it's like a full-time job on top of anything else you got going on in your life. But you right. have 11 or however many other people constantly reminding you of what you need to do. So it's a thankless job. It's kind of like – it's kind of like Hand of the King, so yeah. where the champion is kind of like Robert Baratheon, mm-hmm. the commissioner is the Hand of the King who does all his dirty work. Uh, and then gets poisoned, con- or his head yeah. chopped off. Yeah, they're like the most, it's like the worst position you can possibly be <laughs> exactly. in. Exactly. It's like the champion would be Anakin, and the commissioner would be like Obi-Wan. Yeah, you just go into hiding and nobody remembers your name, and then Darth yeah. Vader rules the land. Exactly. Yeah, just a little background on our home league that you are commissioner of. It is a 12-person league. Uh, Like I said, it's been going for 13 or 14 years since we were in ninth grade. So we were like 14. What are we now? We're like 30. (laughs) We're in 29 in August, so So, I can't even – I don't know math. So So that's a long time. You do a lot. You do a lot for the league. You know, a lot goes into it. Um, We do do 250 for everyone buying in. We started, I think, with 50, moved up to 100, moved to 200, and then, you know, moved up to 250. So, you know, as commission, you got to coordinate all that stuff, propose it. We're big on voting. We do a ton of voting in our league. It's very, uh, very democratic, I guess I would say. Does that sound right? Yeah, well, there's only 12, so there has to be a majority of seven, which is always tough. For some reason, it always seems to be pretty even. Yeah, and a lot of changes that we make are usually changes that, like, we've talked about for a while, whether it was, you know, just out and about whenever we get to see each other, because we're all all kind of spread across the country nowadays, so, uh, but whenever we do get together, we're always talking fantasy business, uh, but yeah, it's important to to kind of make sure everyone everyone's heard and and uh, it's tough with commissioner because you do have access to all the settings, right? And like you said, you you are corrupt. You you can you can alter anything you want. Right. And uh, for me, the best thing to do is just kind of forget that I have that privilege. Yeah. So right now is kind of that time of the year where people are starting to get their leagues together. And uh, you know, the beginning of August, people are starting to come together. Commissioners are starting to bring the players in as commissioner what are your steps to get a league going how do you start it up yeah so i mean the biggest thing being a commissioner is communication we do that uh, in a couple different ways we have a group chat a group text 
Right. Um, that's literally going off all day, every day. Yeah. Um, that's kind of our main way to communicate. But then we also have Facebook where we put up, you know, video posts to each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a private group. Obviously, we don't want other people seeing the types yeah. of things that go on there. Yeah, we have a private Facebook page. I uh, I do something as you're very well familiar with called the State of the League. Right. Uh, every Tuesday, I'll release it uh, during the season. It's like a 15 to 20 minute video recap of uh, where everyone stands, uh, what went down in the matchups, any injuries, usually put some kind of funny twist on it. Right. And uh, so the biggest thing is communication. I usually reach out to the league in April, right around the real draft time, and just start to throw out, hey, what are we going to do different this year? Right. Can we lock in um, you know, dues? Can we lock in draft order? How are we doing that? So basically, any rules? I think the, yeah. So we, we, we kind of throw in a new rule change every year to mm-hmm. keep things interesting. Um, we put in like decimal points five or six years back, uh, decimal scoring, that is. Any changes to, to roster makeup, whether you're adding in a, we added in a flex, mm-hmm. you know, a while ago. Now I'm sure. But it's Waiver good. wire stuff. Like you're saying, it's good to have all that stuff nailed down pretty early on before even off-season stuff is really talked about, just so going into it, people know how we're going to be drafting. We right. Know. We like to have all that stuff kind of hammered out before July, before, like, really before OTAs start. Yeah, exactly. Which is in, like, late June, early July. Mm-hmm. Usually it's late June. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I kind of put together a little checklist here. Right. Um, to kind of best practices for other commissioners out there, because some people are doing it for the first time or – they don't really know what they're supposed to do. And the key to having a good league is, I mean, not to toot my own horn or anything, it's you got to have a good commissioner that keeps shit together. Um, that's kind of, uh, you got to have someone that keeps things together because people get distracted with with work, you know, girlfriends, wives, you know, kids. We're not there yet, but we will be. So yeah, most important thing, number one, kind of going into the season, determining draft picks. Right. How do you do that? When do you do that? That's something every commissioner needs to to kind of be ahead of. We uh, we do a lottery system, so every year it, it's you know you can do it different ways. We do a lottery where you pick a number out of one of those rolly balls, like the bingo machine, like or the um, yeah. the lotto machine, mm-hmm. like you know, and um, that's how we determine our draft order. A lot of people do it based on you know reverse of the standing. So twelfth place would go first. We did that. So on and so forth. We did that fourth. a few years ago where we did the reverse of the standings. One thing that we did find with that is people can start tanking in that, which is super lame. Super I've never, lame. I would, I never tank. I've never yeah. tanked. No, don't be a tank. Don't be a tanker. Yeah. So kind of to to dissuade people from tanking, we we put in the the lottery system. Didn't you get first pick? Was that two uh, years ago? Two years ago, yeah. Okay, but you're last pick this year, right? Yes, I am. I was yeah. last pick last year. It sucked. <laughs> you have to wait forever to get back to your turn. It's really I terrible. Know. I don't like... Yeah, I feel like this year I'm kind of... I, I don't mind the turn. There's some good yeah. guys at the end. I can get either like two pretty solid running backs or like two solid wide receivers. Yeah, I had it last year. I went wide receiver, wide receiver. I went... I mean, I'm pretty ashamed to say I went Allen Robinson, A.J. Green. Yeah. Um, not like it matters. Like, I should have taken A.J. Green first, obviously, but Allen Robinson totally sucked. I went out of my, my comfort zone with that pick. No one saw uh, that coming. I mean, he was a 15-yard, 1,500-yard receiver. He was 20, he's like 23 years old, you know? 14 touchdowns. Yeah. Um, revamped defense. Like, 
just Blake Bortles just totally screwed me on my first round pick. But whatever. In, every year, one of my first two picks always tanks, and the other one is like a badass. Yeah. Uh, unless they get hurt or go to jail because they whip their kid with tree branches and whatever. Well, that's well. We don't have you in the league to be a good fantasy football player. We have you to be commissioner. So that's why mm-hmm. we're at least you're good yeah, at one of those things. Yeah, just one for that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> um. But uh, back to the list. <laughs> Some other things I like to make sure to do. Um, you got to assign uh, keeper players if that's something that you do. We don't do that. But set up the draft picks. If it's an online draft, make sure you set those online right. in whatever uh, platform you use. We use Yahoo. Uh, if not, make sure everyone in the league knows who each person's keeper is and what draft picks they are. Mm-hmm. Um, then they can start planning from there. Uh, usually it's good to have that in like early late june early july right what what, what do you think about that that sounds right no yeah i think it's you know even if it's around this time late july something like that you got to make sure they lock stuff in as early as possible yeah and i kind of put this together for even like like the worst league on in the world like our league everyone's pretty on top of their stuff but i kind of put this together for commissioners who have some people that may not be the best managers which brings me kind of to the next point here uh Something that you have to do is give plenty of notice on, on monetary dues to the league if you do do a money league. We we do like we said, our buy in is two fifty. It's it's not it's not a small chunk of change at no. all. But uh, monetary incentives are really the best. It adds it adds a day. whole I mean it just adds a whole different element. If you don't have incentive to keep up with the league, people will not keep up. I mean it just it's that simple. Right. Some people are going to be more in in and out throughout the year. Uh, we have really good attention from all of our managers, and we, we, we kind of keep that through the league tax and through State of the League as well as uh, some other video productions that other members do. Right. But uh, definitely let your league know what the dues are, when they need to pay them, and also how payouts work. So we do a payout for first place. We do it tiered. First place gets the most amount. Second place is a little bit less. Third gets their money back. And then we also do a payout for the uh, for the highest for the most points scored during the regular season, as well as a payout every week for the weekly high scorer. So there's a chance to win some good money uh, in our league every every week and at the end of the season. I will say I think if you do have enough money floating around in your league, the weekly high score payout is one of my favorite things because it does keep everyone active throughout at least the regular season. Right. Because even the people that have no chance and they're they're let's say they're two and nine, it's week twelve or whatever, they still have a chance to win that weekly high score and at least get some of their money back. You know, that's a yeah. great way to make sure that people don't fall out. And I think that's why we in- implemented it in the league in the first place. Yeah. I mean, if you're two and nine, you win four games, you finish up like six and six and nine. I think there's five games left at that point. Yeah. If you win out five games, if you get a high score, I mean, you've got the potential to earn some good money. I mean, exactly. if you're two and nine, chances are that's not going to happen, but yeah. it's fantasy football. You know, if you manage your team right and you get a waiver your way, who knows? Yeah, exactly. Which, so last thing on dues, we actually appointed a, this last year, a master of coin. Right. Whose basically entire job is to manage league finances. We do everything through Venmo. Uh, that's V E N M O. It's an online app that we use to transfer money and, and uh, keep track of dues and pay out high scores every week. So uh, we have a master of coin. I definitely, if being a commissioner, there's a lot of stuff you got to do. If you, if you can't do the um, weekly payouts or it's too much, definitely assign someone 
it's even a less thankless job than commissioner, wouldn't you say? Right, right. I mean, they don't get a vig. They don't get a cut at all. Yeah, there's it's no really cut. Just like, I, I remember when I used to collect dues, I would just have like two grand in my bank account that I'd never touched. You know, it's just like, oh man, it sucks Shit. to look at. You know? Yeah, this money's fun. It's not mine. It could be, but you know, yeah. it's not right now. Make sure you don't have sketchy people in your league. I mean, there are sites out there that will do things for you, like LeagueSafe.com and stuff like that, where you can get everybody to pay in. They will charge you a, like a fee, so then they know every, you know, because they are a site that does it. But if you have trustworthy members, if it is a home league like ours is, where. We've all known each other for 15, 20 years. Don't pay those people. <laughs> yeah. Keep it there's for yourself. Literally, there's no financial incentive to our Master of Coin. There's uh, no clout that comes with the position. It's just titles, uh, titles, titles. Titles, titles. It's actually kind of like you get more disrespected. <laughs> that is true because now you're like the guy coming after our money. But then right. when we win, it's like, give me my money, you know? <laughs> yeah. It's like the Sheriff of Nottingham. Everyone exactly. hates you. So what else? So you gotta so as a commissioner, you know, going to the start of the league, you gotta set up your draft time. That's important. You gotta coordinate with everyone. We have people coming in from all over the country. So right. uh, setting that draft time in advance if people do need to fly in, which we have pretty good attendance. Uh, set a location. Uh, that's something that you can usually go over with the guys or girls or family or whatever. We like to give at least three to four weeks notice. I mean, we, we know a couple months in advance. Uh, we're doing it in uh, in Orlando. Uh, this year and uh and you're not year, invited you're not yeah no no <laughs> yeah exactly this is a closed door party for sure i feel like um, most drafts should be closed door parties unless you're hiring distractions for the other people that are drafting then yeah that cocktail servers yeah that's really all i could think of off the top of my head it's probably good for your wife just say cocktail servers cocktail servers yeah. you know they just, serve cocktails. They serve cocktails. That's it. Witty anecdotes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so we always do the draft the, after week three of preseason. You want to talk a little bit about why we do it that way? Oh, right. So the reason we do the draft so late is because, well, obviously there are position battles and players get injured in the preseason. Right. There's uh, there's always injuries every year, which really sucks. I mean, uh, already now you're seeing stuff. I mean, the Ravens have been falling apart this week. I don't know if you've been keeping up with that, but Flacco's got yeah. a disc injury. You know, Kenneth Dixon out for the year. Just different things like that. And that happens all throughout the preseason. And I think Rashard Perriman just got hurt. Yeah, he pulled his hamstring today or something like that or had a soft tissue injury. I feel like everyone on the Ravens is hurt. But I hate, I hate saying this because you're in our league and probably some of our members are going to listen to this, but uh, hamstring injury in the preseason Never is like, sign. for me... It's uh, you're done in my eyes. I have no interest in you anymore. Yeah. Um, that's a lingering injury. That kind of injury is like that guy is going to be questionable every single week, and there'll be weeks when he's hampered and he's not playing. And even for a guy like that who is maybe their wide receiver three behind like Macklin and Mike Wallace, it's not a guy I'm going to target at all. Not but, at all. Uh, yeah. Any soft tissue, any hamstring stuff. Soft tissue is kind of here and there, especially if they've got injury history, though. For me, personally, I stick away from all those players, but that's yeah. uh, that's just how I do it. And, and in week three of the preseason, you also get to see the starters. The right. starters usually play at least half the game. Yeah. First week is kind of, they play one series. It's usually really bad. Yeah. Second week, they'll play till, like, they'll play the first quarter. 
third week, the starters will play the entire first half. And then fourth, fourth week is any injuries that would have happened have already happened by right. the third week. Because fourth week is basically just rookies and people that are yeah. trying to make the team. And the NFL, they've become so health conscious now with the different concussion rules and just the way that players are, they, they seem to get hurt. So, I mean, there's just injuries every year in the NFL. I feel like they've become so health conscious that week four of the preseason has become even more meaningless to fantasy football. Yeah. I mean, unless there is some weird position battle that's still going on, you probably don't want part of that anyway because if they're still trying to figure out the position in week four of the preseason of who's going to start week one, that player is probably not too great. But yeah. So yeah, make sure, usually we like to do our draft after the third week of the preseason. We usually do it on um, Labor Day weekend because then we get the extra Monday off. Mm-hmm. Um, that's usually the weekend that college football starts too. So we all get to get together on Saturday, right. watch college, college football, get into any shenanigans and uh sunday we draft and then monday people travel home or you know eat cheeseburgers hot dogs mm-hmm. yeah back to life but yeah i think Anything that's a pretty else good list i mean i think we're gonna do we'll do a different draft episode where we can talk about how to how to really put on a live draft yeah that's a whole nother that's a whole nother thing i mean that's a whole nother conversation besides setting up a league but i feel like for the people out there that are new to being commissioners or or, you know, even experienced ones, there's always something to learn about hearing about different leagues, especially one that seems to have a bunch of members that seem pretty happy with the way that it's run. I mean, we, we keep things pretty consistent. Um, the biggest thing is just listening to what, what everyone else has to say and and making sure that, you know, people aren't getting ganged up on and people are, are uh, you know, just feeling like they, they've got a say in things. So we're pretty good about that. And, Make it a uh, democracy. Keep it a democracy. That was my problem is I was a dictator. And yeah. that's why everyone revolted and ousted me as yeah. commissioner. And now we have a democratic leader and everything is all smiles, you know? I can't even remember what it was that you did, but it was so egregious. I, that... ve- I vetoed a trade that happened and then the next week the guy that i vetoed the trade for because i thought it was unfair scored three touchdowns damn yeah because <laughs> <laughs> he was playing you is it because the guy I don't was, know playing if he was, he playing was playing me playing? but um it was That's some terrible. ridiculous trade that is terrible even in hindsight it was ridiculous and I sh- yeah, that's but awesome. That's the thing with trades too. I think you can talk about that a little as commish. Like if somebody wants to do their trade, you got to kind of let them do their trade. We had some bad issues with with trades and vetoes, but you kind of just got to suck it up. You see people taking it, being taken advantage of, and you're just like, man, is this person really that stupid? But I have to remind myself that it's like you have to stay objective throughout put, trades. They put the same money in you did. If they want to make yeah. that trade you kind of just have to let it go. Yeah, it's it's like they've got their own strategy or whatever. You know, mm-hmm. if it's a trade I would never do in a million years, I'm not much, I don't trade much. I've done a few trades, but, I, you know, I think i got to do some more trades this year. That's the goal, man. I mean, I'll talk I about you're this a trader. Much, in a much later podcast. Once we get into the season, it's going to, that's the thing about fantasy football. It changes gears. There's different times. There's, you know, this preseason right now, it's a whole different way to play your you're thinking about drafting, you're looking at players and market value of players and league settings. And then once you're in the season and actually having to deal with roster moves, it's a whole different game. But, yeah, uh, it's almost like what I've started to to kind of do is look at the the season in chunks like it really is almost like, like quarterly because there's 16 weeks or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you got to look at it like, you know, the first four weeks, like you don't really even know what's going on. Like right. some players are good, but like, for example, I had Jarvis Landry last year through week four. He had uh, double digit targets every week. And then week five, JHI, you know, Aaron Foster gets hurt. JHI mm-hmm. comes on the scene. He has like those 200 rushing game yard yeah. rushing games. JHI's yep. targets went from like double digits to like four to seven a game. Right. And that just crushed me like three weeks in a row. Right. Because he, he had such a safe floor and then that was all gone. So you got to just adjust and stuff. Well, so. well that's, dog yeah, that's my dog. She doesn't like when players screw me. Yeah, that's gets, probably that's a good call. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast. I'm definitely going to have you on again for the live draft uh, episode. This is the first Skype interview I've ever done. So good job. It went good. I think good it went me. pretty good. I feel pretty good about it. You guys feel good? I feel like the audience feels good. I feel like I yeah. can hear their reaction. Uh, it sounds to me like they feel good. And if they don't, I don't care. Yeah, if you don't, you know what? Quite frankly, I don't answer to you. I don't give a damn. Try your call again. This is a recording. This is a recording. (laughs) All right, everyone. Uh, Pete's a good guy, right? He seems like a pretty good guy. He knows what he's talking about. And uh, Kamish things he's a good guy uh but thank you guys so much for listening to the podcast we here at calling it now we really do appreciate it from everyone and if you enjoy our podcast the way we get around is through word of mouth so if you would like to uh help us out please share the podcast on social media like our page on facebook the calling it now podcast and you can also follow me on twitter at the frank calhoun um you can also subscribe to us on itunes soundcloud wherever you're listening to this podcast please subscribe on there and we very much appreciate your listenership so today for the final call it is the final call segment it is the end of the episode and i want to do something different for the final call day i want to do something for all of us all you me all of us listeners i am going to start a listener best ball draft. That's right. I want to help us out like I ranted earlier. I'm sick of mock drafting. I I don't like it at all, as you heard in my rant. So I'm going to start us a calling it now listener best ball draft. And the way you're going to enter is I'll share a link on the Facebook page and I'll share a link on my Twitter. But also, if you just listen to it through this, you can go to myfantasyleague.com and the password for the league is calling it one. So if you write calling it one, that's C A L L I N G I T one, the number one, uh, in their password part for joining leagues, you can go ahead and join the league. It is $10 to enter, and first place at the end of the year is going to get $100. Um, it is all through myfantasyleague.com. So it is legit. Everyone can enter and be part of this, and I think it'll be something fun to talk about, and we can, you know, really learn from each other and see how everyone is drafting and how people are thinking about fantasy football, and I think it'll be a fun thing for all of us to do, and I'll talk about it here on the podcast. Um, But yeah, that is what I'm doing, so if you need info on that, feel free to message me, tweet at me. I will tweet out the links for that. But uh, besides that, that is the end of this episode. I will be back next week. We will be starting to do some position primers for the upcoming NFL season. Next week will be quarterback. So look out for that. 
Um, thank you guys so much for listening again, and I'll see you next time.